Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. This is what they look like. Oh, boy. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Oh, nasty. The heroes tangled with otherworldly spiders. Immense purple spider has a leg span of nearly 40 feet and a hideously bloated body. Yet the way it moves, it moves with a dancer-like grace. But quickly eradicated the infestation. We will send you back to the plane from whence you came. You have chosen the wrong world to enter. The allies of Ioma Day will smite you! The party then shuttled back down the secret passage. 44 points of damage. And the giant fall. Yeah! To spring a trap of their own. And we close the door and disappear. Yeah, (laughs) disappear forever. The adventure continues. Talk about a strike team! (laughs) A strike team. Sir Will, are you ready? Is Lexington... Are you on Lexington? I literally said I wouldn't have a turn until next week. And I was not kidding! I'll read about of the paper tomorrow. <laughs> no. I don't know what episode this is or when it comes out, but at the moment, I'm watching a lot of Olympics. The big Olympics guy over here. Love the Olympics. <laughs> Great. You, uh, you, uh, you a big Olympics guy? You know, I was in Tokyo in 2019, and I have a bunch of pictures out front of some of the Olympic regalia around Tokyo. Humble brag. Yeah. Um, let's make it a not so humble brag. I thought that I had the power to cancel an international athletic competition such as the Olympics simply by visiting Tokyo. I did not. They persevered. Um, They were afraid. They were like, are all Americans giants? Yes. (laughs) We must cancel. We have no chance. (laughs) They'll destroy all of our teams. (laughs) Um, The best thing that ever happened to me in Tokyo was giving up my seat for a woman with a child on a subway. And she was so thankful. And then as she left her stop before mine, she like grabbed me by the arm and was like, sit there. You deserve this. And like, I was like, why can't every place run like Tokyo? <laughs> I love Tokyo. Love you, Tokyo. I got to go back. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of like the first evers. I'm a big fan of like the Philippines won their first gold medal in women's, uh, I think, weightlifting. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, the I first- taped that and was going to watch it later. <laughs> Guess I won't. The first uh, American woman won a uh, Taekwondo medal. Yep. And right. surfing. 
surfing is new to the Olympics. That was fun. <laughs> uh, a Hawaiian lady won it. I believe she was from Hawaii. They said aloha. Shocking. Yep. They, 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 they know they're bad, surfing. It's too bad there. she had to travel so far to, to train. Yep. She surfed all the way there. Yeah. Mo, mo- <laughs> That's how she won the medal. Now that, that is devotion. <laughs> Most of the athletes <laughs> rode one big wave. Is that going to be a new event, surfing marathon? <laughs> surf 26.2 miles. I want like surf biathlon. <laughs> like you, you, say, you surf across the ocean, and then when you get there, you fire an RPG at <laughs> like a derelict ship or something. It's, it's, you train by firing potato guns. Right, right. <laughs> that uh, that event was very interesting. <laughs> I'm picturing them doing it on the surfboard, just like rockets, just like flying in all directions as they're trying to aim from now, the surf. If you want ratings, I'll watch that event. <laughs> People would watch that shit. I would fucking watch that. Would shit. not have to worry about ratings. No, would <laughs> revive interest in a flagging <laughs> Olympics. That's the one way you could do it. <laughs> I, I've always I've always been a fan of Olympics hide and seek myself but you have to, oh, you have to yeah. wait for the satisfaction on that one <laughs> I, my favorite has always been the women's gymnastics i liked it uh, as a kid probably just because i had a little crush on the ladies i wanted them to pommel my horse if you know what i'm saying <laughs> Sw- swing on my uneven bars I'm very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> I was young. I was just a teenager. I got into it, but it turned into a genuine uh, love and admiration of the sport. You were a gymnast? No, no, no. Could I, you ever uh, do it? Did you ever be able, were you ever able to do a round off or a backhand spin? Oh, yeah, I could do, I could do that. Uh, when, I got, when I was really into martial arts, I tried to get into like aerials and stuff because uh, I, was, I was part of the, the traveling demo team, and we would do these demonstrations of our art. Uh, in local communities, and so I wanted to do a real cool, real cool move to finish off my uh, my set. But I couldn't do backflips. I always tried to do backflips. You do you get in that thing where they'd like two guys would hold you by an elastic band. You'd do. It. I could never just. I was afraid of breaking my neck. But uh, I like watching the pros do it. Speaking of martial arts, I walked into a driving range the other day, and I walk in to the office, and there's the TVs on, and the Olympics are on. And two guys behind the counter are just sitting there watching Taekwondo, women's Taekwondo. And these two women are just like, they're standing across from me. This is very visual. But they're standing across from each other. And one like slowly lifts their leg and then just like kicks at the other one. And they're just like kicking back and forth. The two guys are just staring at it. And they, one guy goes, what is this? The other guy goes, I have no idea. <laughs> and then he's just like... Is it just kicking? Is it a kicking game? Because <laughs> that's all they were doing. There was no hands or anything. They were just real close, and they were just kick, kick, kicking each other. Kick, kick. <laughs> yeah, Taekwondo, I, you want it to be cooler than it is, but it's very, uh, like, you, you, someone will win and go crazy. And I'm like, how, how did they even score a point? I didn't see a point. I didn't see anything happen. <laughs> Her foot was uh, two feet from the other woman's head, and then she cheered like she just cured a disease. That's why I love fencing, because you have the sensors built into the suits, and like a big light goes off. It's so cool. Were you a fencer? I could see you being Angel a was a fencer. Angel really? took fencing. Really? She yeah. has a foil at home, and uh, she could do all the riposts. And, uh, could she parry? She could. Epe is a frequent crossword answer. It is. It is. You get a lot of ease. Get those ease out of the way. 
<sighs> I can't I watch uh, uh, gymnastics anymore. Really? Yeah, I just live in constant fear of witnessing injury, and I, I, it makes me sick to it my It doesn't soul. happen that much, although, unfortunately, Simone Biles had to pull out, mm-hmm. uh, which is a real bummer. Um, did you, have you watched the slow motion of that crazy, ridiculous thing she did in her floor routine? Mm-hmm. It's just mind-boggling. Unbelievable. She's the greatest ever. She's good at Olymp- Olympics. The other day, I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. She's very good at Olympics. Skid, skid there for the color commentary. <laughs> the other day, I uh, went down a rabbit hole, and I watched uh, Nadia Comaneci's uh, Perfect mm. 10. Perfect oh, 10. Yeah. On the uneven bars from, like, Montreal and fucking 86, okay? It was that. astounding <laughs> how good it was. I was like, no one could do that today. The best gymnast couldn't do it. She was just like, even the way she jumped on the first bar, she like turned around and did this crazy. It was amazing. I was like, that's that's a perfect 10. Didn't they also <laughs> change the scoring system? So it, it, 10s are just like not achievable anymore. <sighs> Possibly. I think it, unless you do it, unless you're perfect. I think they did change. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking it up now. Yeah. They changed the. The code of points in 2006, and there are now different top scores, all greater than 10 for various events. Based on difficulty and artistic merit, there is no consistent perfect score. Perfection, Troy, is a myth. And you should just appreciate the majesty of human achievement. That would just (laughs) appreciate okay. (laughs) Shouldn't you strive for it, though? No, you should appreciate just how amazing it is the things the human body can do across all these athletic events and not put arbitrary numbers on them here we go here we go we get to the heart of it even number that ends in zero matthew were you on the board of people that made the decision to change scoring (laughs) (laughs) there cannot be an arbitrary number that equals perfect the capitacasa rule came in effect after the uh olympics in atlanta I just uh, I, I'm After thinking Atlanta of, games. We end up talking about baseball a lot of this podcast, and I think about how recalcitrant to change they are because, like, changing one stat or how something works totally changes like the history of statistics there. And then changing yeah. that Olympics rule, like, there's no more tens. Like, that's got to skew everything now, right? What well, does calcium have to do with this? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Are you getting enough of it? Because it, it could have a lot to do with everything. It could have a lot to do with your future in gymnastics. Guy can have brittle bones. Yeah, you don't want to get on those uneven bars now, Troy. How am I going to do that with osteoporosis? <laughs> I don't want to. Jo, Joe's having heart palpitations just thinking about it. It's making me sick. <laughs> it sucks when you get old. Your bones are just like, nope. And you just you like break them getting out of bed. Oh, well, I guess I'll never walk again. <laughs> oh, yeah, my favorite was my buddy, Matt. Who you guys still go into the doctor, came back for the doctor, doctor's appointment at work. It was just like, I, my ankle hurt uh, for like three weeks. And so I went to the orthopedist and he just looked at it and he was like, yeah, man, that's, that's just how it is now. <laughs> He's like, there's not an injury there. He's like, no, it's just, it's an old ankle. Like that's this is how it's going to be. <laughs> that's just an old Sucks. ankle. <laughs> he had no injury. There was nothing in particular. It was just wasting away. It's like yeah, it's, it's going to be. Just take Advil. <laughs> oh God! Have any of you guys had like a knee replacement or hip replacement? No, uh, not, not uh, yet. My, not my yet. old boss did. Yeah, it was a miracle. Like wow. it, it, he, they replaced it, and his recovery was like he was an older dude and as you might expect. And recovery was very short and he was just like, I feel like an, an entirely new person. That's oh yeah. I, I have a whole, yeah, my whole, my father-in-law had one and a bunch of his brother-in-laws had them. And I, I, I hang out with these guys and they're all like, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's yeah. just like one day or it's just like years of pain. And then one day it's all gone forever. Mm-hmm. And you're just like happy all the time. Yeah. And you walk around. 
Medical my, advances have been amazing. I believe my grandfather made those artificial joints. It was in his garage. Really? In his garage, yeah. And then he went he went door to door and he sold. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I, can't I can't remember if it was knee knee or hip. But he, yeah, he, that was what he did. Oh, Do wow. you have a clean surface we can cut into your husband in, man? <laughs> Ready to install today if you're willing to buy. Hello. What do I have to do to get, this, get you in this new knee? Is the man of the house home? Actually, I'm the one with the knee problem. I'd like to speak to the man. It's 1945 New Jersey. Is it work? He's at the factory. Uh, maybe your, your grandfather conspired uh, with this. Uh, he installed faulty knees in people, and it started uh, a trend that would lead to the changing of the score system at the Atlanta Games. Yes. My, my, my antipathy towards arbitrary even at numbers that end in zero is actually genetic. You've discovered it. <laughs> wow. Passed down for generations. More like a, more like a cover-up. <laughs> it adds up. It's an ancient Capitacasa trait. Going back to the early, the earliest generations on Sicily. We're going to need to spend more money on Red Thread for that conspiracy board <laughs> to link all the pictures together. Damn. Well, to bring it back to the original question, I avoid everything that has judges and points. Points given by judges. Uh, you don't like points? I don't like points given by judges. Yeah. I like competition. I like... Uh, <laughs> Wrestling, fighting, ping pong, soccer, golf. Water polo. Water polo's a good one. Mm-hmm. Man, the conditioning for water polo. I once tried to play water polo. <laughs> I lasted about three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very exhausting. It's unbelievable. When, the, when those people do like, when they leap out of the water to make a shot, with, it's like they're swan leaping. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The core strength it takes to get yourself like five feet out of the water to make one of them with no a springboard. It's amazing. I wish people could have seen Joe shimmy his hips back and forth on his chair. It was like it was a dolphin sitting yeah, in the chair. That's what they do. They do this like dolphin kick and they launch into the air and, and throw like an 80 mile an hour fastball with a basketball. It's, it's unbelievable. Synchronized swimming too. They got to do all that and just hold people up. Yeah. Hold Syn- multiple, multiple people up. Synchronized diving is kind of fun. I got into yeah. that last night. Um, when they're bad at it, it's really noticeable. <laughs> it's kind of a high risk, high reward sport, isn't it? Yeah. Like that wasn't synchronized at all. How did you get into this sport? That's what I said to myself while watching it. I'm always like, who, who, who messed up? Yeah. You know what I mean? With <laughs> the synchronized, like, which one messed up? I'm, I'm not sure. They're a team, Joe. The team messed up. The team messed up. That's the important mindset to go in with. Yes. I, I used to pull the, the guide out of the TV guide. TV guide would come with like a separate guide for the Olympics. Oh, and I'd yeah. be marking it up, making schedules. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't miss, uh, can't miss the skeet shooting tomorrow night. <laughs> tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Uh, do you have a favorite Olympics? Oh, man. How do you choose? Uh, what was the one with uh, Kerry Strug? 96, right? Yeah. Or 94? That was Atlanta. 92? 92. Atlanta. Uh, wow, Kerry Strug is older than me. You know there's a movie about Kerry Strug coming out. Really? Yeah, it's, um, it was the 96, 96 Olympics. Damn it. It was 96, yeah. Solid Olympics. Atlanta, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Hotline. Atlanta. It's based on her. Based on the. Uh, I guess on her book. Yeah. Olivia Wilde's going to direct it. Oh, oh, fun. That was a good one. I mean, talk about playing through the pain. Walk it off, Gary. Walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Just straight abusive behavior. Yeah. You yeah, mean was, the torturing yeah. of children? Yeah. That what you're talking about? Yeah. 
That was awesome. <laughs> when they tortured that poor girl. <laughs> the elevators <laughs> are built. <laughs> when they made, they made her try to put all of her weight on an injured leg <laughs> for our entertainment. Yep. It was either that or a bronze medal. I think she made the right choice. You don't give up your life for a bronze. Oh my God. Uh, we were, Sam and I were watching the Olympics. I'm like, you realize archery turns three this weekend. I'm like, he, we, we've already missed the boat. Oh, like, yeah. He has no chance. There's still no. a chance for Dash, but like, we got to get him into it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, he's seven months old. <laughs> like, it's not an exaggeration. Like, at three years old, you already have to be up on skates shooting uh, a 90 mile an hour slap shot. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. At three years old, you need to be in a facility with some sort of. German or Norwegian coach <laughs> in Canada, like doing working on your gymnastics, like at three or else you're behind. You missed the boat. Well, there should be an Olympics of tabletop because we'd win gold every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I need to get a new nicotine mint after that. One. <laughs> right Why they held every year? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, you guys would you would get a, a medal for the way you handled that last combat? Huh? Oh man, talk Sorry, about Jerry. strike team! Strike team that was cool. Delta. Now there was a bit of a a, a, a a row that you were ready to cause, Matthew, about the uh, trying to get in there and, and attack them because they didn't know you were there. And I thought about it a lot on the drive home. Um, it's complicated, you know. In in essence. You know you're, you're going in there just to straight up attack. But that's why the perception and stealth rules exist. Because like, okay, if you want to do that, roll stealth. Because these are guards with a plus 24 perception that like, that's what they're doing. They're on high alert for any danger. Um, so while I, I agreed with you, like, well, we're just going in there to attack. That's why the system exists. Now, if they were just in there partying, then I think you would just get the jump. But is it fair? Uh, are you happy with the way I, uh, I ruled it? I think it was unfair, I, and I'm perfectly happy to roll stealth. I think it was just like when we were doing the planning, you didn't tell us like, oh, this would be a, that would be a stealth check as you often do. Mm. So it felt it felt like you were after the fact. So it's my fault. Well, yeah. Okay. Think of it this way, Troy. Here's where just you downgraded you to silver. <laughs> Wait, is that how the our Olympics work? You yep. just hand out you just hand out medals to us. Yeah. Eight point six for Capra Casa. Yep. Eight point six. You had so much promise. Man. Protest during the anthem. <laughs> turn your turn your back on the flag. Just throw my know. silver on the floor yeah. and walk off. <laughs> Don't show up for the ceremony like the men's uh, basketball team in 1972. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's where you're wrong, Trey. This okay. is, this is why you're completely wrong. Okay. You get a surprise round when you are aware of an enemy and they are not aware of you and you're launching the attack. Right. So say uh, you're, you're uh, spiders on the, um, the uh, caldera, mm-hmm. crazy scorpion spider things. You, they come up to us. We didn't see them coming. There they are, but we see them and then we all roll for initiative and they get a surprise round and we do not. They didn't get a surprise round before we saw them. We saw them. They just got the jump on mm. us. In this case, we see them. They don't know we're there. And we've done this before. And you're always like, oh, this is how it should work. It's like, <laughs> we should all roll initiative first. Mm. I'll yeah. get one action. And then they're in the initiative because they're probably going to know we're there by then. So, I mean, that's how I, I think it's supposed to work. I think it's it comes down to the interpretation of the word aware. It's kind of like you can interpret it that way or you can interpret it the way I'm interpreting. All right. Well, let's see who's aware of who, because even though Baron's using the gloves of silence to open that, 
you guys are then launching into the room to do the attack. Um, right, but so getting in the if room. If you want to get into there, you got to roll a stealth versus their perception because that's their job is to like make sure they don't hear anything. And with a plus 24, none of you ended up passing it. So they would have been like, what the hell's coming from there? And now we're in the fight. Yeah. And now it's like, right, but, who's going to But what if you first? don't go into the room and you just attack? That's the surprise round. It's like going into the room. That's why you only get one move or one standard. You can't get into the room and attack unless you're an ethereal fucking spider. <laughs> but you can't just go in and attack. That's yeah. why you move in. They see you. Then they get to act. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I would say the act of Baron like standing there and getting ready to shoot. They'd be like, what the hell is that? Ah, God! Ah! And now it's their initiative beat Baron's. And it's like a OK Corral. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's unfair for him to call for a stealth check. No, he's just got to. Well, I thought that's what it was like. Stealth check. Open the door, look in and they don't know we're there. Well, we didn't yeah. roll a stealth check because of the gloves of silence, making that yeah. action totally silent. I was prepared to then do mechanical checks at that point if we needed to move in or do something past that. That's why I was like, oh, I'll do a cloak of shadows because I thought we were going retroactively. To like, oh, actually, I thought you were saying, like, actually, we should have rolled a stealth check. Mm-hmm. And like, had yeah. we known mechanically that's what we were doing, we would have played differently. Yeah, and you can right. also give only PCs that actually see them surprise rounds. You know what I mean? You could say, like, yeah, Sir Will's aware of them, but he's 10 feet away from the doorway. And he doesn't see them. He doesn't know where they are in the room. He doesn't get a surprise round. Like, I could see that. But yeah, if you I, see them and they don't see you, I think you should get one. You also bring up a good point. Oh, boy. Here we go. Your characters always get perception checks. Our characters never get perception checks when the spiders on the caldera are coming after us. You should ask for them. All right. I'm going All right, Trey, grind. give us a stealth check. Yeah, yeah. I'm st- going to grind every single combat for help. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, on so my turn, left. I'll take a move, a standard, a knowledge check, and a perception every turn. Every, every time we go anywhere. <laughs> this will never finish this year now. <laughs> Well, just want to lengthen Giant Slayer. What is your plan? I love it so much. What is your plan for right now? <laughs> Last week, I got the impression that your plan was to now go down to that room with the orcs and cause some trouble. Uh, I would argue in this instance, uh, they're busy doing other things. They're not on the same alert uh, that the uh, the Ash Peak guards were. It's pretty obvious. This isn't. Uh, they're, they're feasting, they're goofing off, uh, they're making weapons and stuff, so they're not, like, on high alert. Now, there might be people in the room that are, and then we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But is your plan to just go in there guns blazing? I don't know what the hell the plan is. This got real out of hand ever since we found this fire secret fireplace ladder. It's like there's so many options. Change the game. I, it really does. Baron wanted to clear out the lower floor. I agreed with that. Now we're just going into random floors, killing things. It's like a game of Clue now. Very dangerous. (laughs) Just shoot from room to room looking for candlesticks and... We we definitely leave a lead pipe in here and we'll leave. <laughs> Our strategy definitely to succumb to Matthew and Skid being like, oh yeah, I want to kill those things. I want to fight those things, which is fine, and I like that. The question we have now, with a week of uh, retrospective on the events, is have we created enough confusion on this floor? Do we want to reengage as orcs still, or do we want to clear out that first floor now? I think the actual justification in in game world was we're going to create confusion by hitting a bunch of different boards. It seems like they're unaware of this passageway. So hitting a bunch of different floors, wiping people out, and then going as we work our way down to the first floor. But what if everybody dies in the fireplace rooms? Don't you think that's going to lead? They'd be like, there's something. What do these rooms have in common where everybody keeps dying? (laughs) That's my argument, too. There's only like three floors, really, and not a ton to 
We also know that there's a floor that we can't access to the fireplace that we could access via these stairs. True. Might be something sweet up there. Yeah, I don't want to accidentally trigger a big battle we're not ready for when we could clear out the first floor. That's yeah, and I mean, I, right, and we're not, we, it's not that we can't clear out the first floor and then do the ladder into the fireplace for the orcs. Obviously, they'll still be eating and gallivanting. You made the exact same joke last week. It's not a joke. I'm saying, like, we can go <laughs> do that and then come back and, and do, we, we can take this same secret way to get them. But, like, wouldn't, isn't there a better chance that they'd be tipped off based on the fact that we just killed these two giants than there would be otherwise? We went I, down there now. I thought so if the stairs connected those two levels, but they don't. Like, they, I think they'd have to, maybe the orcs aren't even allowed up here. Hmm. I thought that the stairs connected these two rooms, uh, but actually the stairs in the fire giant room is going up, not down. Is there anything we could do with these bodies? Can we conceal them or destroy them or dispose of them somehow? Disintegrate? disintegrate? Uh, and then... I could disintegrate yeah. them. That's two six-level spells. Gone. Yeah, uh, you don't, don't do that. Do I mean, it. Um, <laughs> I would do it. Could we drag the, them over to the, one of the windows or something? Well, I mean, well the other option is we could wall them up. <laughs> I could play the liar building. <laughs> and just we could just wall them up in a... Uh, in just like a little... Little alcove? Little alcove. Uh, yeah. Or we could, I have a wand of shadowy haven that we use to once hide some of, uh, yeah. And an extra dimensional space. We could just throw them in there. That will last. Won't last more than today. Let me see what's fine. We just need a day. Yeah. Why don't we just do that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like rope trick, but it's just, you like make a little door somewhere in a shadowy area. We call it shadow grave. All right. (laughs) Temporary what shadow grave. What an amazing grave. spell. Shadow grave. You put a corpse into an extra dimensional space for an indeterminate amount of time. So what's your plan there, Metra? I'm just going to cast Shadowy Haven with my wand, which creates... Let's see, make sure I can... Yeah, this can Will hold... fit two large creatures? The entry, well, the entry is through a five-foot square, but it can hold as many as ten creatures of any size. <laughs> okay, and they are permanently on the shadow plane? No, they're in an extra-dimensional, they are an extra-dimensional space adjacent to the Plane of Shadow. Uh, they are hidden beyond the reach of spells, including divinations, unless those spells work across planes. Uh, the space holds many creatures of it, ten creatures of any size. Uh, the entrance to the extra-dimensional space remains visible as an area that is darker than the ambient illumination, which is why we want to choose a shadowy corner or something. Okay, so you're just going to hide them in the shadows. No, like, we're like making a little pocket dimension. A little pocket dimension. And will they ever just pop out? Yeah, eventually the spell ends. Okay, let me know when it ends. Can, can we argue, perhaps, I'm trying to incriminate the orcs and right. them going missing, potentially, if someone investigates this room. Can I say that I have something from all my time fighting orcs and Belkson and, and uh, Red Lake Fort that maybe I have like a orcish arrow or some other memorabilia that I ripped off one of their chains or something that could match something downstairs just to sow more confusion? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, fair to say. You've collected some trophies along the way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, leave a little orc arrow behind or an ear. You know what else we could do? They're dead, so I could transport them. We could, we could, just, I, we could just go to some other location in the castle and just leave their bodies there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I was thinking just dump them down the shaft of the secret yeah. door. And just leave them at the we bottom. could just dimension door back to the first level by the, just throw them out the moon just, door. Yeah, out the moon yeah. door. Yeah, actually, yeah. let's do that. Let's, let's do that. That saves me a spell. But yeah. what about the three villagers? Troy is going to kill <laughs> with the bodies. You, you are factoring that in. The I mean, odds. We'll roll a percentile. What's, uh, 
well, he's hitting any spend on a one through three. You don't kill any children. That's we what spend he's twenty minutes chopping them up. Yeah. Roll D one hundred to see how many children. Sixty <laughs> seven. It was a day trip. <laughs> on a it was field a field trip. trip. God. Oh my god! What accuracy! All right. So do you want to do a dimension door? Pull them with you to the back to the first floor, so Grant can get his way. And we, and then we'll drop them down the moon door. Drop them down the moon door. And you have to roll, that's dimension door you're using, right? Yep, we automatically appear. Are we within 900 feet? I think we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this part, at this level, well, actually, it's pretty close. We'll say it's fine. Uh, so you just, you get there, you drop them, and then you dimension door back? No, we'll stay on this level, stay and now we'll them. approach the, the, way, the way Grant wants to go. Okay, so what are you thinking? So uh, we still have a bunch left of this floor, uh, including the, you know, purportedly mirrored side that leads back to those slimes. And uh, I do want to avoid the slimes completely. The, just, yeah, we're I'm, not I'm super boring to fight. Like, we don't want to. I just want to clear out because there was a bunch of storage rooms and all those were the same. But I'm, yeah. I'm hoping there are storage rooms there. It's just about clearing out the floors. Cool. All right. They might get disintegrated when they hit the ground. But can we take a minute to write a note alerting? People have learned to spread the word about this crowd class, crowd castle, cloud crowd, castle, crowdfunding, crowdfunding so our crowdfunding campaign to stop the giants. Sorry, she just write up, write a note. There's a cloud coming. Careful. And we write, uh, and then we write rewards for people who want to pledge. You know, forces, tears, <laughs> armies. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of like, would you want to know if a nuclear missile was going to hit you in those last couple of minutes? Like, what are no, most people aren't going to, we're the only people in the world that can really do anything. I'm sure yeah. when that body explodes on impact, that note will be gathered in by great the condition <laughs> in the middle of a forest nowhere near civilization. Uh, the well, that's the thing. Direction. If we have a meaningful note on it that would help us, that would avoid it hitting any, any people. That's true. What if it. It, the note isn't discovered for 15 years and people are like there's an invasion coming we must stop them <laughs> kill every giant kill every giant call your banners oh what if it becomes <laughs> to the cathedral of Minderhall <laughs> I hear they're commuting there it could become the entire origin story for a civilization it's yeah. like they're their ten commandments basically uh all right, so you're going back. I, I just have you back on the map here where you originally found the uh, secret door in yeah. the fireplace. Man. There is double doors to the north, and then back in the room with that uh, center of gravity, there's a door leading to the south. And then, of course, uh, in that room with the center of the gravity, also continues on to the east where you saw the hallway just splits and keeps going on, so there's probably multiple doors down there. What do you want to do? Uh, we still have protection from energy fire on. Just everyone should know that. Um, uh, yes. For how long? I believe it's two hours. Fifteen four. hours divided up in ten-minute increments. Four hours, about. Okay, I'll. Uh, let's go north. Heavy. Want to go north? Yeah. The double doors to the north. All right. Let's investigate, Sheriff. One day we'll swing down. Perfect. Um. I'll do a perception at the door. Um, obviously, Nestor is more equipped to deal with traps. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that as well. 25. Oh, that is a uh, 40, a 40 perception, 47 for traps. Okay. It doesn't appear trapped or locked, uh, and you hear... Uh, 
like the shuffling of feet and um that's what we heard last time plates yeah maybe plates and uh cups being moved oh. the kitchen stuff kill them all <laughs> cannot abide wait staff in this place <laughs> Um, <laughs> Thou shalt not suffer a scullery maid to live. <laughs> Open the door. Yeah, let's go in. Baron? Baron will use his gloves of silence to quietly open the door and roll a stealth check if needed. He's going to volunteer a stealth check preemptively in case there's one needed to get I, jump on people. If I don't have mirror image on, I'm going to cast it. Okay. Baron, roll a stealth check to stealthily open the door. Come on, baby. That's cracked die. Not great. Uh, 20. 20. The Baron goes, boom, boom, boom. Oh. <laughs> this gun goes off while he's opening the door. <laughs> he opened it with the muzzle. Yeah. <laughs> boom. Oh. Damn it. What the hell? My child. <laughs> uh, you open the door. And you see a room with a rectangular giant-sized table with chairs beneath a stained-glass window and two wooden cabinets. You see opposing archways on both sides of the room leading to spiral staircases going Hmm. up. Oh. Oh. You also see a giant crouching in the space near the window looking apprehensively over the table and you open the door and she turns to look at you and looks afraid say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Here's what the room looks like. Uh, uh, ooh. That's a that's a large woman there. Yeah, I can show you um, what she looks like. Oh, she Whoa. does look scared. She looks, yeah, she looks scared in this picture. She oh, also, she's like an elf. Yeah, she's elf. got big pointy ears. Yeah, it, it, and green, like solid green eyes. Yeah, she appears to be a giant um, that you haven't faced so far. Let oh. me do a quick knowledge local to see if I recognize this particular species. I'll do one as well. Oh, that's a bad roll. Uh, 25. 25? What about you? Eight. I guess she dies then. <laughs> uh, Error on the side of safety. You do recognize it, uh, Nestor. Uh, uh, she is a wood giant. Wood oh, cool. Giant. What? Whoa. Giant. Wow. Um, pale skin, large brow, giving it a somewhat primitive visage. Um, she's uh, got a large forehead and these pointy elf-like ears, but very pale skin, uh, and they're known as wood giants. So they're not made of wood. They're like uh, kind of like fey creatures, you know, in the mm-hmm. in the woods. And uh, she looks at you, Baron. Uh, you you do seem to have surprised her. She's like, so is she speaking a different dialect than giant? She's speaking giant, and uh, she is asking you, do you speak giant? Baron's going to reply in broken giant, poor giant, but giant nonetheless, and he's going to say something to the effect of, along with the diplomacy check, 
My reputation may indeed precede me with the large folks of the world, but don't let it scare you. I've been known to treat us with those that are reasonable of your ilk. I am Sheriff Baron Redheart, and I am here to repatriate this holy place to its original owners, the just owners. Where do you stand in between the recent intrigue here? And he basically offers protection if she's cooperative. And that's where the diplomacy check is coming in to try to, like, put her at ease. Okay, roll diplomacy. Okay, 25. 25. Um, Clearly, uh, your giant was poor because she flips the table over in fear uh, and then starts shooting her gun at you. Wow. Wow. Wood giants are famous for their artillery. (laughs) Escalated quickly. Their firearms technology. She. Why would she be so afraid if she has a gun? (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you and and nods uh, as you're speaking. And she says, my name is uh, Surola. I am the daughter of a distant wood giant chieftain who sent me here to the castle as an apprentice to the cloud giants of Zephyr Hall. When Volstis took over, I and many others were enslaved, and he is currently holding me for ransom from my father, though I believe he intends to dispose of me once the ransom is paid. He has threatened as much to me. Sense motive. I'll do that as well. I would do it, but I don't speak giant. 31. I don't either. Eight. Uh, yeah, totally telling the truth. For the 31 as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. How was life underneath the Cloud Giants rule? We uh, have learned through our reconnaissance and research that uh, there was a bit of an overthrow here. A uh, line of succession argument. Yes. They were good people. Uh, they still are, though some seem to have changed sides, perhaps out of necessity or fear. Much has changed since the hall was taken. There is evil around every corner, and Volstice's lieutenants protect each floor of the castle. I know that in the chamber above... Uh, she motions towards the stairs uh, in these two alcoves uh, to the side here. Uh, there are several orcs hailing from the holds of Belkson. They are here to negotiate with the Storm Tyrant on behalf of their tribes to form uh, an alliance, perhaps. At least that's what they think. But I have heard Volstice refer to them as his trash ambassadors. No doubt he does not take them seriously. Why, if I may ask, are you here? How did you come to find this place? And where do your alliances lie? Our alliances lie with the small folk of the world. We have no desire to kill every giant we see, as may have been some of the propaganda you heard. I don't know what people say about us. It's true, we have left countless of your kin dead in our path, but that was only because they had war aims on our places of living. We, uh... We've also uh, cooperated well with giants. We've created a place where all who seek the path of peace and 
wish to live in harmony with the rest of the people the world can live. It's called uh, Minderhall's Valley. It's a place where maybe you could go if you could help us uh, navigate this place and end the storm tyrant's grasp here. Minderhall, he is a god of the stone giants. An evil god. Are you... Are you evil as well? Do you worship this Minderhall? No, no, no. But we have used his power to help us. Power of his forge to give us magical enhancements that we needed to get this far. Mm. But we do not believe in the inherent evil or goodness of any living being. I think it's always a choice to walk the path that you walk, just as you've told us. Are you guys in the room, or does she come around to talk to you? Or are you guys just talking I'm, on I'm, the outside of the door? I'm standing with my arrow with an arrow trained on her at the doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Sir Will is back with Nestor, holding onto his lance, just watching. He doesn't understand what she's saying, so he's just being careful. Nestor yeah. will be up with Baron. Yeah, I think we walk forward during that diplomacy check, and I'm using the whispering gloves to whisper to her and have her return so that no one upstairs could hear us. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't speak giant either. No. I leave I Baron I in the room alone. Okay. <laughs> just close the door. Uh, <laughs> I just know how it goes. I'm assuming, though, Baron is translating for us. Yeah, she comes around uh, the table to towering over you, Baron. She's large by, uh, you know, game terms. It's it's reminding me of like when elephants in old cartoons would meet a mouse. Like she's <laughs> a little bit cowering, and he's very confident of what's so going he's like on. Standing up on a chair, just swiping at you with a broom. She says, "Yes, people can change, but this forces. I do not believe that is the case. The only way I can survive is if he is destroyed. My father." My father, if he knew of this, would do everything he could to help me. Perhaps you can help as well, if what you say about yourselves is true. Here in the room previous, where your friends are, there is a secret passage that leads directly to Volstice's bedroom. He is seldom there, as most of his time is spent preparing for uh, his invasion. Rarely does he sleep. But they say he sees all and knows all. Perhaps there is information that can aid you in your quest. Were you to remove him from power, it would not only save me, but others like me, kept here against their will. Baron, tell her there's there's a way for us to get her out of the castle now. If she tells us all the intelligence she has and... If she makes contacts with her people, to raise them against the forces of the Storm Tyrant. Behind me are three of the most powerful people you'll ever have a chance to meet. You have Nestor Coyne, a slayer, man whose arrows. I fly- heard my name. Yes. <laughs> Baron turns around and is like, I'm really hyping you up, Nestor, so look tough as I say this, okay? All right, I'll take your word for it. His arrows fall charged with lightning with even greater power than that of nature into his enemy's flesh rendering all of them dead if Sir Willamette Keswick paladin the last knight of Highbury who's here to settle the score and you have Metra who's one of the greatest spellcasters Galarian has ever known now 
She's told me she's willing to get you out of here now, to safety. Maybe to Menderhall's Valley if you want. If you tell us everything you know, show us this secret passage, and can help us navigate this place. The passage is there, in the fireplace. There is a ladder that lost up to his bedroom. What are you talking about? <laughs> we had no idea. <laughs> I think we will bluff about, like, this being new information, if that's okay. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Natural 20, 34. Ooh, wow. Baron just goes, holy shit! <laughs> what? Wow. She looks at you kind of, there's a little moment there where you can't tell if you're getting your lie off or not. She seems, it's like a slight pause in her speech. Um, yes, I, I have not been up there, but I know that, that, that he is there. I, I know that uh, he resides at the top. That is where he spends most of his time. I do not know the layout. I am relegated here to the servant's mess for the most part. One time I was wandering and I was caught and beaten. Mm. But you said the top leads to his bed chambers and then out to a larger floor to your understanding? Yes, I, I know it. The ladder leads directly to his bedroom. Was that the fire giant room? Was that his bedroom? I think the stairs leading up from the fire giant room leads to the floor that we couldn't get to, mm. which would be his bedroom, which makes sense. Unless he sleeps with the spiders, which I don't think so. But it could be because there was a throne in that room. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the spiders. <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I would assume there would be more intel there. You may even find him yourself, but I, I doubt it. That would be the best place to go to find information, I would think. I wish I had more to offer, but I'm a simple scullery maid now. Well, I think you were destined for more. I think you were destined to live in peace. What, what are wood giants like? What, what was your life like before you were conscripted here? Oh, it was wonderful. My father was a good chieftain. Often he would chief all around the forest, and we would, we would be like, you are the greatest chieftain that ever chiefed here in the wood. That's how great he was. How would you describe his chiefing? Oh, on a scale of one to chief. <laughs> he was a chief. That's fascinating. Can you tell us anything? <laughs> fascinating. Read nothing. Can you tell us anything more about uh, the security and patrols that happen on this floor or any others? I know that you were caught and beaten when you tried to stray from your... Uh, Station. Yes, Sudasa, the tiger giant. She controls this floor for the most part. She's dead now. Oh, really? How? We killed her. Oh. Well, that is good. She was in charge of this level. The cloud giants, Nalbia and Nalbur, they are on the upper floors. And there are others as well. He has powerful allies. Whether they have designs of their own to take over or not, they serve him now. And they are quite dangerous, the fact that you are able to kill Sir Dasa. Perhaps there is hope. 
Are you aware of the slimes that live towards the north of this floor in the uh, sewer type of room at the back? We came across them. I wasn't sure if you were cognizant of what their function might be. South. South. I apologize. I get all turned around in this crazy cloud castle. Ah, yes. They use this. They are part of the vault's magical ecosystem. They filter the water to facilitate growth of different fungal species. There is a hanging garden above and a greenhouse. This castle, before the Volstice came, was quite self-sufficient. They could grow their own food, and the oozes are all part of the cycle here. But they are no doubt dangerous were you to trespass in their area. I wonder if that means that they could be sabotaged, not that I want to, but if they could be sabotaged, skier guard style, to like affect the food here. Um, but it seems like they were used more under the previous regime. And do you know what lies to the extreme east and west of this floor? East and west? No. No. Sh- should you go west, that that is where Sodase is, but no more. Uh, to the east, it's all boarded up at a certain point. I've not gotten very far here. I wish I could offer more help, but I would I would investigate this Volsis room with all haste. All right. right You've been so most helpful. I heard Volsis. I'm, I'm, I'm talking through Baron. He's translating for me. Yeah. Would you like to leave the castle now? No. I will wait. I will wait until the time is right. But how, pray tell, would I leave? It would be a bit frightening. But you could fly yourself down to the surface. Fly? Yes. There are creatures in my wood that have this ability. My father, even in his greatest days of chiefing, <laughs> could never fly. You would fly for a matter of minutes, but enough to get you safely to the ground. Oh, if he could see me come flying into his little chiefdom, he would he would stand in wonder at his daughter. Would you then become chief? No, that's not how it works. Don't be foolish. <laughs> how does it work? Well, every four years there is an election. <laughs> <laughs> We've whittled it down to two candidates each time. There's usually a debate. And some people really like one candidate, and others like the other. And then we have a vote. And my father has won for the past eight years. <laughs> There's no term limits. No, there are. What a, what a coup it would be if you ran against your father. A great human interest story. You must not say that. We could have spies here. No this is the woman who is giving away Volsus's position. The, the tyrant of all giants. She's worried about her father having spies here. <laughs> Political spies. You know, she'll smear her on Twitter. He's very protective of his office. You know, Baron here is a politician himself. I am. It's new to me, but uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. Kissing babies, shaking hands. N- don't mix them up, though. You don't want to shake babies and kiss hands. Oh. In my culture, we do. That explains a lot of this adventure path. That's how my father got elected oh. in his second term. Anyway, you should go. 
and when you come back and let me know what you know, um, then perhaps I will take you up on this flying offer. Why not now, Sheriff? Can you not persuade her? Her helping us is going to result in her torture and death if she is caught. Yes. You should understand. Sirola, was it? Uh, yes, Sirola. Sirola, you're aware that if we wanted to, we could kill you. We don't want to, however. Why would you say that? I'm just laying sure. out the facts here. I'm trying to <laughs> we make, know what he's saying. make sure. <laughs> no, it's true, though. We we're, could kill her. We're just sitting there smiling. Are we... Are we now? Oh, is this up for a vote now? <laughs> Wait, this what? isn't a wood giant election. Why are they raising their hands? What is this? Yeah, some what? kind of no, wood giant I election? Think, you know, kill her now. She's already given us everything we need. I, I mean, what? I, what I'm why tr- leave her alive? It's just cast fly on her and just dump her out the passageway. What or, I'm, or say you are and just let her go. He says, "Yeah, you can fly and just let her go. Jump out. <laughs> see what happens." This is a. We bit- turn back and flash her a thumbs up. <laughs> Smile. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. What, what are they saying? Um, they, they they just seem to love your plan and your whole vibe. <laughs> she th- gives a thumbs up back. <laughs> yeah, no, tell, don't waste a spell. Just tell her, like, pretend, do the hand movements, and say, like, yeah, be free, and then, you know, we carry on, and she does as well. No, no, don't be ridiculous, Nestor. She'll know something's up. I'll have to use Oh, yeah, she's plummeting like 100 feet down. She might notice, but until then, there's I'll a good a chance we can get away with it. I'll use a cantrip. I'll cast light on her. Then oh, yeah. She'll be in a healthy glow, and she'll be like, oh, I'm magic now, and then boom, not magic enough, mate. <laughs> or cast prestidigitation to clean up her, her scullery outfit. So, Sor- seems like you should probably go. Sorola, <laughs> I'm yes. sorry. That was a difficult way of trying to show you that you can trust us because we are not doing what we could do, which is kill you. We are letting you live and moving on from here. What I am trying to ascertain on the other end of it is, as scared as you seem to open this door, as to whether or not I can trust you to not alert anyone of our presence. And on top of that, I'd like you, should anyone come down, and ask about what might be going on this floor or any others as we go throughout this castle is to blame it on the orcs. Those trash ambassadors Volstice already distrust because any type of disarray we can cause within this castle gets Volstice one step closer to losing grip of his control here. That is true. Yes, I I, I can do that. I'm, I'm quite convincing. Um... All right, I will. I will watch. And should anyone come and ask about you, or ask if I've seen anything, I've seen nothing. Um, or if they know things that uh, it's very clear that they're aware of certain things, I'll blame it on the blame it on the orcs. Sense motive. Natural. Two. No. For a twelve, I can touch of law someone if someone has a great sense motive. But I have really good sense motive, but I, I don't speak the language. Yeah. Could you sense that she seems to uh, be truthful in what she's saying, even though you know I've no idea what she's saying? I think it's like, I can't remember, but I think if you don't speak the language, there's it, like... You a, can't roll it. A, a, no, no, but I think there's like a minus or something. Uh, go through. Well, let me... I'll try. Let me see what I get. Ooh. Uh, that Well, ordinary, yeah, 34. 34. Uh, she seems genuine. Well, you know, I can't tell what she's saying, but, I mean, look at her face. 
I do know giants, even if I can't understand them when they speak their heathen tongue. But, uh, yeah, I think she's telling the truth. She might be just the distraction we need a little bit longer to keep them off our trail. I'm leaning towards allowing her to live and stay here. What do the rest of you say? Well, you know who I vote. I don't like giants, no matter how their ears are shaped. So I vote we kill her, but I understand. It's like I always get outvoted in these things. I've come <laughs> to accept it. It is a risk, Sheriff. Tyranny of the majority, I call it, but nonetheless. Yes. It is a risk. Leaving her here. Alive. I'm happy to send her, you back to the ground. <laughs> it is a risk we need not At take. 200 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> At terminal velocity. <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Full speed. <laughs> At negative 9.8 meters per second squared if necessary. It is a risk we need not take, Sheriff. And it could save her life. I will follow as you do, but I suggest getting her out of here. All right. In that case of a, of a draw, I think what I'd like to do is split the difference and try to please both parties. What I'd like to do is to roll a diplomacy to talk her into descending and flying now. Okay. And if we fail, she stays and does the same plan. I'll frame it as, we really appreciate that, and that's wonderful. But for your own welfare, I'm begging you to jump out that door. It's for your own good. You can make that appearance you've always wanted as your father is chiefing the hell out of the day. Sheriff, also, don't forget, we could be helping ourselves as well, and our cause. She could be the first of her species to try to bring more into the fold. Yeah. Also think of the... It's important that she lives. Also think of how much... Ransom we could no. get for her <laughs> by selling her back to her father. I think that's a, it's a good point, though. He's going he's gonna to sell it to her as... You could stop anyone else like you from being enslaved by Volstis by being sent here and not being allowed to live out the life you want to live. You could be the forward warning your people need to stand up against this. And that's how he's going to frame the diplomacy role towards her. I'll okay. just think of how low your father's approval ratings are right now. His chiefing must be subpar at best. His daughter is waning. Perhaps he's invoked the 25th Amendment. <laughs> this is 27. She looks at you. Maybe you're right. Yes, I would love to see him fall, but that would be foolish. Your father? Not my father. <laughs> no, no. What are you talking about? I can give you the name of some, some Side consultants eye. that can help you, media consultants <laughs> that can help you set up an exploratory committee if you no. desire. No, no, we can discuss this some other time. I'm in Volstis, but perhaps you are right, young dwarf. It would be best for me to go. Would you and your friends lead the way? We escort her to the uh, moon door. All right, so she puts her hand out for you to walk. Let's let's walk through this because there might be other things happening in the castle. Oh, 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 there's definitely other things happening in the castle. So she says, lead the way. All right. Will perception check when she's uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Forty-eight. 
58. Um, nothing. All right. There's nothing there. Um, Here, no noises whatsoever from the orc. Turn upstairs. It's a vacuum. <laughs> Yeah, so she, by the way, yeah, she did say those stairs there lead up, up to, yep. the to the orc room. The only thing I, I thought was, like, if we had her walk up there with something that was, like, trapped, you know what I mean? If it's, like, a bomb or something like that. But we don't have things like that, right? There's a bomb well, downstairs. She... Get, 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 get. <laughs> get the bomb. She went Put it on a tray she carries. <laughs> send it, send up. it up. So you sense something. Baron, yeah, what you're what you're feeling, and she says, "Lead the way," and you just kind of stand there. And as you hesitate, there's this bit of a stare down between you and her, and she says, "Why wouldn't you just take the bait?" <gasps> and at that moment, she just <laughs> turns into this enormous three-headed dragon <laughs> and rears back all three heads. Roll for initiative. Oh, 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 oh my right. oh, God! <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, don't I feel silly? I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seriously. You I want rolled. To kill her, to your credit. I did. I did say to kill her, but I just because she's a giant. I didn't know yeah. she was a dragon at all. <laughs> and no, it makes that, so total sense now. Like in retrospect, if you think about this nonsensical political idea it was coming up with uh, would never work. It's just like... The two-party system? Yeah. yeah. A, a, a debate like every four, four years. years. Yeah. Preposter. Only a dragon. Peaceful transfer of power. It's just like it's absurd. absurd. Yeah, how, are they, how are they whittling it down to two candidates? I'm sure. This is just insane. He almost got me though with all the detail he went into about the chief's duties. Just all the great <laughs> chiefing yeah. all around. So much chiefing. Uh... You know how you say a word a lot and a, a certain number of times in a row, it just starts to lose all meaning. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened for me with chiefing and chief, except that now it just sounds like just sounds like something inappropriate. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. chafing. <laughs> so uh, she has a very very high bluff uh, because of the uh, the spell that she cast on herself, and then I rolled two natural twenties on your sense motives on top of that, so you My just gosh. had no chance of doing it. So I tried to do it and playing it up. Uh, what she wanted you to do was walk over to the fireplace to go up there so that, that she could then catch you. Uh, but in this way, you just you hesitated, oh. and so this is what she really looks like. Whoa! Oh, wow! <laughs> Whoa! Green dragon. Whoa. She well, looks not even slick it, like a salamander. Yeah, it's three heads though. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it doesn't look like scales. It looks like leathery skin. It is a dragon-like creature, is what I will say. Um, oh, poop! Yeah, it uh, it uh, it's got three sets of fangs, three heads, rears up on her hind legs. Let's uh, let's talk about initiative here, uh, Baron. Twenty nine. 29 yeah. for Bear. Yeah, there we go. Bear. Metra. 26. 26. Nestor. 19. Wait, sorry. I'm completely wrong. 16. 16. <laughs> that's, that's 10 off. I read a different number. 19. Sir Will. Uh, six. <laughs> six. It's a rough one. He was uh, really taken by surprise. Yeah, it's like, what? So she rears up all three of her heads just <laughs> to come back. But Baron, you're able to act first. Okay. Um, Quick as gun in the West. <laughs> the only problem is, is I'd actually like to get further back than that. So I'm thinking about just run up the stairs and get the orcs involved. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys. She called you trash. 
You're the trash ambassadors. I'm a dragon. I think you're trash. Don't shoot the don't shoot the messenger. But someone down here thinks you're trash. <laughs> All right, I'm going to because I, if I move, if I do like a full withdrawal to avoid an attack of opportunity, I think I'm going to just have the dragon on me really quickly again. So I'm going to move five steps diagonally this way and hope that I'm outside of the animal's range, uh, like into the uh, into half. the place where the door is. Yeah, but that's only a half because you haven't. Revealed it. It looks like a full square on the other door. He that's just why I called you out for your polygon oh. reveal. Yeah, you're. Uh, you gonna take that? That's uh, yeah. That's mostly uh, door space there. Yeah. So you take a five foot step back. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, you don't know the reach of this uh, huge creature, but uh, you are at this point fifteen feet away. Might have a fifteen foot reach. Might have more. Might have less. Uh, but it hasn't acted in combat yet, so it won't provoke until right. next time. Uh, can I do a knowledge check on it? Sure. It's going to be... Uh, Arcana? Arcana, yeah. Can't do it. Um, I'm going to put Dragonbane on this attack in case it pops off. So let me know. Uh, first attack is going to be a 27 against Touch AC. 27 against Touch AC. Big old target. Uh, that is a hit. Okay. Uh, should I add damage for Bane? For Bane Dragon? Yep. Yes. Yeah. 34 points of damage. Nice. <laughs> okay, you notice that not all that damage goes through. So you said, what, 31? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, the I'm hoping that Cluster Shot will help uh, defeat the... Uh, um, damage reduction for the subsequent attacks. Here comes the second attack. 16 on the die. That's nice. a big old juicy hit. <laughs> juicy. 29 points damage on the second attack. Okay. 29 on the second. We're going to get up close and deadly on this third attack for an extra 2d6 worth of damage out of the box. Here it comes. 17 on the yeah. die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The sounds Troy makes are the sounds I make when I, I crash down to plug in my uh, <laughs> my phone charger. Forty six points of damage oh, on the third attack, and you oh. said just the first one uh, is dr. Correct and with clustered shots okay. as written. Uh, Huge. And the final attack, no up close and deadly or any adjustments. Let's just hope it hits. That will be a thirteen against touch AC. Flat footed. Thirteen against flat footed. Tell yeah, that's a hit. Nice. Big old target. Comes. 37 points Ooh, of damage man. on the final attack. 37 points of damage. <laughs> what a round! <laughs> oh, that 29 initiative is so huge. Yeah, for him, that's Baron. for him, yeah. Hell of a round. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Very lucky. I've been misfiring a lot on my first attacks, so. Yeah. So all three heads rear back and unleash three breath weapons on all of you. Um, I don't. Let me make sure here. I think Baron might only be caught. So. Nestor, Sir Will, and Metro will be caught in all three. Baron will just be caught in one. Now, Nestor, Sir Will, and Metro, you get to make a... Well, you all get to make a reflex save, but because you guys are caught in all three, you take a minus four penalty to your reflex save. Well, do we get a reflex save if we haven't acted yet? I think so. Yeah. It's not an attack Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would have. I've never. 
Never. Why'd you ask that question? I know never, never heard thought anybody ask that question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So roll, uh, roll a reflex save. Let's see what happens. Right. So it's just one reflex save. Yes. And is this all fire? Uh, it is all fire. If area, if the areas of two or more breath weapons overlap, a creature caught in the overlapping area takes a minus two on a reflex save, or a minus four if three we- breath weapons overlap. So I take a minus four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twenty-two for Metro. With the minus four. Twenty-two, eh? Yep. What about you, Nestor? Uh, 33, thirty-three. With the minus four. Okay, and you've got evasion, so you're I not do. Gonna take anything. Yeah. What about you, Sir Will? Uh, twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Ooh. Okay. But I also, um, uh, you said it's dragon-like. Yes. Is it not a dragon? Yeah, it does of the dragon. Yeah, it sounds. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then I'll take it. Then I also have evasion. Oh. Thanks to the dragon foe amulet. So you don't take any. And Baron, what did you roll for your one? And I am not taking any subtractions to my reflex. Right, because only one head caught you. 31. 31. Ooh. Okay, do you have evasion? No. Okay, so you'll take half damage. Um, Metra, you take 65 points of fire. Oh! But it all gets absorbed by the protection from energy. It all gets absorbed. Nice. Oh, protection from energy isn't a 10 minute limit, it just takes out of the whole pool. Yes. yes, it's okay. a pool of points as opposed to uh, resistance. resistance versus protection. Resist that's energy. the difference. What do you have left in your pool? Uh, Fifty-five points. Wow, you know, that's a pretty good pool. Yeah. Uh, Baron, it's almost as if I'm fifteen level. <laughs> Baron, you only take ten points of fire damage. Okay, and that's zero. And I still have with hundred and ten because we kind of hand wave the fire damage as just being about. 10 minus the 120 that which she had, so that leaves me at 100 points of fire resistance. Yeah, and she notices immediately that that didn't do the damage that she thought it would do. She's we just absorbed time fire. to change yeah. tactics. <laughs> She's got three heads to just breathe fire, and you guys are just like brushing yeah. it off. She's like, shit. Yeah. She takes a five-foot step back to kind of get in the doorway, make it a little more difficult for you guys to uh, get after her. Um... I think that is all she can do. I think if I use all three of those breath weapons, that counts as a full attack. Let me just make sure. Yes. So uh, that's yeah, that's her turn. And now, now it's going to get sad for her. It is Nestor's turn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I knew we were supposed to kill her. I'm not even going to move. Like I'm just going to stay right there because <laughs> it does no difference. I told you. I told you. Uh, okay, first attack with a mini shot is a 36 to hit. Yep. And that is 50 <laughs> points of damage. Okay, uh, this is the one that will t- take uh, the DR will affect. That was the right. shot. Yeah, no more DR after after this. Okay. Uh, second attack is 34. Oh, yeah. Uh, 23 points of damage. Yikes. Uh, third attack is a 30. 30 is a hit as well. And the 27 points of damage. 27 points of damage, okay. And final attack. Ooh, 31. Finally hit on the final attack. Yeah, 31 is a hit. 28 points of damage. She is in horrible, horrible <laughs> Horrible shape. Uh, okay. God, am I going to make it to the next round? It's Metra's turn. Okay, uh, Metra is going to point her finger and shoot a quick ray at her. Okay, roll spell resistance. Uh... You are a fault of this. <laughs> I, I don't want to. 
Uh, well, first I got to hit you, and I don't because I roll a natural one. Spell. First level spell. Okay. Oh, okay. Holy Taekwondo. Uh, but that's a magical fumble. It's true. Do I, sure get, I have multiple melee attacks. It's not a magical fumble, is it? Yeah, it's a spell. Well, it wasn't the roll to hit. That was a spell resistance roll. No, no, no. no, no. That, that was the roll to hit. hit. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. What yep. have you done? I do get multiple You've killed attacks, us all. but I only have <laughs> one spell. That's so where it gets so tricky. Yeah. So it is a fumble, probably, right? Well, did you use a quick and rod to do it? I did not. Okay. I would I would say you'd have a place to argue from if you were casting yeah. two spells in a round with a quick and rod, but, but since you're just casting But she, one. Does, she has the option to do it, though, so. It's true. What uh, What's the worst that could happen, though, right? Let's give the fans what they uh, what they subscribe for. Let's let's not. <laughs> let's not. not. Just, pick a, just pick a good one. Though. They're so mean. Pick this one one's those, called. They're pick so hot. Pick, pick them out a winner, Bobby. You, you, uh, you give to Troy at the live shows where they end up helping him. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. This one from. Uh, sorry. Screwed it up. Somehow I crossed over into uh, into the wrong section. Uh, all right, this one from Alex in Milwaukee, oh, Wisconsin. Alex. What's up, Alex? Why uh, you gotta do this to us, Alex? Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> Hot curse of Joe. Oh no! Hot curse of Joe. Swirling ethereal noise howls through your mind from a chaotic and damnable plane. The shadow plane. Mm. An achingly slow eternity passes for you in mere moments, leaving your body feeling sluggish and unfamiliar. The effect of this curse reverses your D20 rolls for the remainder of the combat. When you roll a D20, calculate it by uh, subtracting your roll from 21. So if it's a 1, you roll a 20. If it's a 20, it's a 1. So that's actually not bad at all. All Uh, Not too bad. Just interesting. Doesn't apply to my current natural one, though. No. Yeah, that's funny. Wait, you critter? Wait, you, it's a crit. Oh, it's a crit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice, Alex. Thanks, Alex. From Milwaukee. Wow. Anything else? It is like you? one of those things. It turned a fumble into a crit, just like the ones we pulled in fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> Carlos. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, all things considered, that's fucking great. Uh, Metro will move. Okay. And spread, it, spread us out a little bit so we're not so tightly clustered. Yeah. Smart. Uh, great. Then Actually, it goes. She will move. Yeah. Yeah. So you move to the east there into this little alcove in the corner. Uh, and it's Sir Wilstern, Sir Willman, without Lexington. Uh, he's got Lexington. He's on Lexington. <laughs> so sad. Uh, he doesn't have Lexington. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's mounted. I mean, this is the perfect situation for him, uh, except. Did Lexington take damage from the breath weapon? Oh, I never did that. That's a oh, good yeah. call. Oh, I forgot about old Lexington. I don't Lexington. think he was there when we cast the protection of Old Lexington. not. Uh, 65 points of damage, maybe? Oh, dear. I didn't even think about this Lexington of Invasion. Oh, dude. He's, he's going to, like, take the brunt of this. Oh, no. He might be okay. Uh, 26. DC 24. All right. So, so half so damage. Half damage to 32. Oh, wait. He may have evasion. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. 32 points of damage, and he's permanently dead? <laughs> uh, permanently alive! Ah! Uh, all right, so 32 points of damage <laughs> threw me all off. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Working, I forgot about working two character sheets. We need your pawn to have Lexington attached to it so we remember that he's there. Yeah, I will, like, Photoshop make a pawn that's like a Sir Will without him and a Sir Will with him, because <laughs> I hate trying to pull around two pawns. 
Uh, I'll just throw this guy in for Lexington. Oh, I like him. <laughs> this will be Lexington for now. This this businesswoman. Those are, she's wearing culottes. <laughs> she looks like a businesswoman in the Prince of Persia universe. <laughs> <Like> that's, <laughs> uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. So funny. All right. So Sir Will, uh, he didn't see this coming at all, which is so frustrating. I mean, all he had to do was detect evil. He, he didn't think of it. He's taken in by the, the simple look of this creature, and he hates being deceived by evil like this. Um, and assuming that it's evil, of course. So, yeah, he's like, I've been deceived by evil for the last time. You die today. Lexington rears back. As a swift action, he'll smite evil. He'll lower the point of his lance and charge. Yes! Nice. Wow. Yeah. Let's go, orcs. Bring it on. Uh, and he will charge at this dragony creature, this dragon. Uh, here we go. It's dragony dragon. Uh, that is a hit. Does it provoke? <laughs> it does not. Uh, What'd you roll? I am having a hard time <laughs> calculating. <laughs> it's a 46. 46. <laughs> okay. 46. Holy okay. shit. Oh, wait. 45. Why doesn't it, why isn't it provoke as you're moving through the threatened squares? This charge stuff. Uh, uh, oh, well, I mean, I'm assuming it's through the ride by attack. I mean, even though I, I'm not riding by, but I could just ride, you know, to here or whatever. Got to it. the right um, of it. But yeah. yeah, but you normally don't provoke when you do your ride by attack. But if you just charge straight at it, you would provoke. When you're mounted and use the charge action, you move an attack and then you can move again. Your total movement for the round can't exceed blah, blah, blah. You and your mount do not provoke an attack of opportunity from the opponent you attack. Cool. That's, that's what it says. Yeah. Uh, Great. It would make you effectively useless. You'd never be of charge. Uh, okay, so that is 116 points. Oh, today. my God. <laughs> that might do it. That could very well do it, I think. <laughs> Jesus. You, you charge through and you impale this dragon. It is evil. It has to be evil. It for is all evil, that. Yeah. yeah. And the lance goes straight through the middle head, sticks out its mouth at the top, and a little flag comes off the end of your lance that says, You level up. Oh, yes! oh my god! Oh my god! It's the highest Whoa. level I've ever been! That's awesome! Oh my god! For a higher level! For a higher level! <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. a oh. where that feels like a level up moment. <laughs> the Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. 
Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.